and welcome to the Ultimate Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. Today, I'm joined once again by Imogen. How's it going? Yes, all right. I'm, uh, I'm not at my usual setup today. I'm on my laptop in the living room because uh, my, my partner is currently in the office playing CFDs for his job because he gets to do that because he works for Rare. So. so you're just sailing the seven seas right now, plundering. Yes, is. I'm not sure exactly what it is he's doing. I think he's testing something. I'm not, oh, I'm not like generally... like a top secret sale. Possibly, yeah. I'm not generally allowed to know lots of the things that happen uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, but yeah, we've been playing through some Sea of Thieves this week, though, which has been nice with the, the new stuff, the, the Pirates of Caribbean themed adventures. Oh, yeah. It, it's... It's Johnny Depp, isn't it? Or it's not it's Johnny Depp? It's not Johnny Depp. I think that's the important <laughs> distinction. They've put, I think they they use like um, one of his stunt doubles or something to get like the, the motion capture right. <laughs> and the person who does the voice is just a really good impersonator, um, which is great because it like, it's perfect. It works great. It looks like Jack Sparrow, sounds like Jack Sparrow. It just isn't Johnny Depp. Hooray. It's, not, it's just like Dolly Jeff or something. Johnny Depp, yeah, exactly. Whoa. That's what it says in the credits. Oh, wow. And, it, and it's got like lots of Pirates of the Caribbean themed stuff, I guess. It has, kind of. It's not so... The ones I've done so far, I've done three of the Tall Tales, which are like the quests, and they aren't um, like really, really hard in on the Pirates of the Caribbean films. It's more related to the rides at Disneyland, which is really cool. Um, oh, right. Because they've got audio like from the actual rides at Disneyland. They've, they've put that into the game, uh, which is really interesting and like cool to hear as you're playing through because it's really atmospheric um but they do repeat the lines quite a lot and they're like okay all right okay <laughs> okay i've heard this a few times look i will just go to disneyland if i want to hear this again that's fine please god that's so strange like i hope you just you don't have to like pay for tickets to <laughs> to sail and yeah, stuff like that you have you to know? like put a couple of coins into your rowboat to make it start god well well maybe i'll, I'll give it a go because i don't think i've actually played sea of thieves you should yeah um, it's great fun so yeah, maybe I'll I'll join your partner in a in a top secret sale. I'll just <laughs> jump in. Oh no, then everybody will know the top secret things, and I will be the only one that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so on to stories. Uh, in this segment, Imogen's going to take us through what's been going on in Newsland this week. Uh, and we're over the E3 hump, so it's safe to say that there's been a bit of a lull, but that hasn't stopped. You know, some of the biggest games having some pretty large updates. Um, and this includes PUBG, right? It does indeed, yeah. So the first story we're going to chat about is PUBG's new map, uh, which features respawning, which is interesting because that's um, a feature that I think we probably first saw properly done in in Apex and Apex Legends. Um, but that's out, out on test servers now for PUBG. Um, and this is uh, a story that, that you wrote. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience with PUBG, so uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, so I actually haven't played PUBG in, in ages, but uh, I looked into this uh, and it seems to be that they PUBG Corp teased it as Tiger, which is very clever because the map's actually called Tygo. Uh, so you can ah. see what they did there. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's out on, on test servers. Um, so you can you can jump in now if you download that. I don't think it's like too big a download or anything. It's not like some massive exclusive thing. I think anyone can kind of jump into it. Mm. Um, and it's an eight by eight uh, map. So that's the same size as uh, the debut map, the Erangel uh, and Miramar. So they're sort of two of the game's biggest maps. So it's a, it's a, it's a big boy. 
Um, and it gives off this kind of autumn vibe. There's lots of like orange trees and yellow fields and um, lots of grey buildings um, <laughs> As to always. shoot each other in. Uh, but it looks quite nice. Uh, like genuinely, it looks, it looks really good. Sort of Erangel, but with a bit more colour in a way. I like that. I like, I like it when, because I always thought PUBG was quite bland looking. Um, so it's nice to hear that they've got a map that's a little bit more, I don't know, pleasant to look at. Yeah, it's like a little bit more countryside-y mm. than, than industrial. It still has that kind of grey stuff, but it's it's not quite as bad. Um, but as you said, like the, the main thing here really is that it's got a comeback arena. So it's a bit like Warzone's Gulag in a sense that if you kind of fight people, uh, so if you get downed or, or killed even uh, early on, you kind of go to... Uh, a separate uh, arena uh, or like an island that's separate from Tygo. Okay. Um, and you'll need to kind of loot to stay alive. And if you survive long enough, you'll get um, sort of helicoptered back to uh, Tygo uh, later in the game. So it sounds like they've put like a mini battle royale inside the big battle royale. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. What I was trying to say was was essentially that with Warzone's <laughs> Gulag. It's, uh, it's not really like the Gulag. I guess they've kind of, this is their original take on it. And I actually really like it. I think it's cool that if you, if you die early and you're, instead of watching your mates play a battle royale, you get to play like a little, a mini version. I think um, Warzone's Gulag actually puts me off of playing Warzone massively because I completely flounder when I'm doing a 1v1. So without fail, if I'm ever in the Gulag, I will die. Like that's, it's <laughs> over for me. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Um, so I kind of like this, the, the, the interesting or the, the slightly different take on it. Um, it feels slightly less, I don't know, stressful. Pressurized. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I, I quite like Warzone's Gulag, but I quite like that sort of intensity. But also I think this could tempt me back into PUBG just, you know, because I ended up, I just die load so early in PUBG. <laughs> and this, I, and I love kind of maps being smaller. I like the small maps in PUBG. Mm. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I think it was like Sandhawk or something. And that was a lot of fun. So it will promote, uh, I, you know, if I die, then it's, it's a good thing as I get to play a small map. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and, and another thing that this map has, it's exclusive to, to the map, is a self-AD item, um, which is basically a self-revive. So oh, nice. uh, if, if you find that uh, on the ground and you have it in your inventory, you can revive yourself if you've been knocked down. Um, so again, it's just, it's given... This map gives in like a lot of a lot of second chances, basically. It does. I mean, with the with those self AEDs, is that that's something that's kind of from Warzone as well. I know Apex has like self res shields and stuff as well. Um, I often find with those though that when you're downed and you're trying to res yourself, it's nigh impossible to ever get a res off because you're being thirsted so hard by the people who have downed you in the first place. Is that kind of the case in Warzone? Or does it look like that'll be the case in PUBG? I think you're right if it's like um a solos game. Yeah. I think then it's very like it's very very difficult to pull off a self revive cuz th they'll just thirst you to death and it's mm -hmm. like well great. Um but I find sometimes if it's a chaotic fight and you're playing with say like three other friends. Yeah. Um 
then occasionally you can pull one off because you you know you get you might get downed, but then you can maybe get behind cover and your teammates yeah. can do a bit of suppressing fire and things like that. So I think maybe if you're playing with a bunch of friends, you it, it could come in handy. But mm. certainly if if it's you and one other friend or you by yourself, then I think it's going to be pretty useless, to be honest. It's like, unless you can squirrel yourself away somewhere, it's always so hard to get those reses off. I find like in Apex, I play duos a lot and it's really difficult then because if one of you has a self-res and you go down and you're like, the, your, your friend tends to be like, it's okay, I'll come get you, don't waste the self-res. But then by the time they've said that, they're dead. You're trying to self-res and someone else has realised that, oh, they've got a self-res on them. And so you're just immediately getting killed. So... <laughs> I feel like it never quite goes. I like the idea of them. I feel like they never work in practice as much as I'd like. Yeah, I I think with this one, it's quite punishing actually. Um, So so in Warzone, if you kind of initiate your self-revive, you can can stop it. You can cancel that animation. Um, But also, it's sort of mid-animation. Your friend can go to revive you. And that bar will continue to sort of fill. So you can kind of oh, nice. use the self-revive up to a certain point. Your friend can then come over, sort of press revive, and they can kind of um, sort of top that up to full and yeah. you won't have used that self-revive, um, so which is quite a cool like, really little, forgiving. little forgiving thing, right? But in this, um, I don't think you can cancel the animation. So once you start the self-revive, that's it. You're sort of locked into it. Um, I don't know if a friend can then help you out, but I don't know. I think, yeah, this is, sounds a little bit more unforgiving, I think, the PUBG version. Um, but again, it's a test server, so they can always tinker with it if people, people find it a little bit too, uh, too tricky. Um, and one last little detail about Tygo, actually, which is totally unrelated to, to all the self-revive stuff, <laughs> uh, which I found quite amusing actually was that it's home to two new friendly bird varieties um that react to player movement and gunfire uh, and bird that's it varieties yeah so just but well, how did they react did, because <laughs> yeah. i feel like fear would be a bird's reaction to gunfire <laughs> yeah that's it it's like yeah they seem to like it's almost implied that they will react differently to, other than fear basically they'll have a different reaction do and they help you do they yeah. like drop you things? I don't. I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> well, well, what are these bird varieties, and how? Yeah, will they be friendly, or you know, how? Why would they not run from your gunfire? Um, so yeah, that's the mystery. Uh, I and, love it, and that's yeah, and that's probably a reason why I need to jump into the test service to see how the birds react. Just to find a bird, and fire yeah. a warning shot at it, and see what it does. <laughs> There'll be like flamingos or something. <laughs> I don't know. Something strange. Um, but yeah, that, so that's uh, that's that's out right now. So you can give it a give it a whirl if you want to see the birds. Excellent uh, stuff. Uh, so next up on the the news list, uh, we've got Call of Duty Warzone has fixed the murder door, uh, which <laughs> was uh, a door that, as it says in the name, people were walking into and just dying instantly upon contact. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that one, Ed. Again, this is your wheelhouse. Yeah, so this is quite sad, actually. Um, so as you said, it was like a door in, in Salt Mine. I think it was like a, an unsuspecting sort of door looked, was boarded up and it wasn't, um, it, it just looked like a normal one and people would run into it and you just get downed instantly. And Raven Software, the devs were like, "We well, we can't have this. So they've just, 
fixed it now uh, and it's it's no more it's not murdering anyone um which is a real shame because i thought it was actually very funny um <laughs> and i think it seemed to be sort of at least people thought it was related to the red doors that had been introduced yeah um so these were like uh literally red doors that you could find around war zone um, and if you sort of stepped through and into them, you'd you get loads of like powerful loot and stuff. So I think people's theories around this murder door was that it was kind of like a, an exit point for these loot rooms or something that had kind of gone a little bit wrong, um, which which kind of makes sense, I guess, like mm. considering that they've kind of added these special doors around the map. It does make sense that this. That's the reason why this random murder door existed. Um, so yeah, it's just a little a little thing that they fixed, and um, yeah, it's a shame. I sort of missed the videos which people made. Um, they were kind of like tourist guides, where it was like where to find the insta kill door glitch location <laughs> in Warzone, and they would literally like admit in the video that um, I'm literally guiding you to a door that will kill you. But if you want to find it, here it is. Um, Amazing. So yeah, it's I thought you thing. were going with that. I thought these videos were going to be like some tour guide taking some poor innocent player, be like, "Yeah, go through that door right there. That's where you want to go." <laughs> Honestly, yes. I sort of, uh, yeah, I hope that there is something out. I'm sure there is because <laughs> that's so much better than a guide to where it is. Um, so yeah, just a li- just a little thing, um, and hopefully, even though that door has closed, as they say, another one will open at some point in the future because <laughs> knowing warzone it will because warzone's filled with <laughs> with all sorts of glitches and things. it always is they always are yeah all right next on the list we've got the overwatch crossplay beta has arrived so you can now play with the console pals if you're on pc which is which is great you know overwatch having crossplay it's i think we mentioned this in the last podcast been out for five years yeah give me crossplay <laughs> like come on now <laughs> Um, so that's a, a great thing to have. I think um, people have been having some gripes with this one because not from the PC side, but more from the console side, because Switch players are limited to 30 frames per second on Switch. And now they are being thrown into console pools, which have like um, PS5 and Xbox Series X, or m- maybe not that high. I don't know if I watched it on this yet. But regardless, the PlayStation and Xbox consoles that Overwatch is on run at 60. Um, so... Uh, these people on Switch are now basically getting screwed by the fact that they have to play with players who are seeing doubly as fast as them, um, which kind of sucks, which is not ideal. Um, It's also a little weird for us on PC um, because we can't opt in or out of it, which is generally the way crossplay goes with PC. Um, So you don't really get to choose if there are console players in your squad or or on the enemy team, unless, of course, you have a party of six people you you know who you're playing with. which is, I'm not too bothered by that. Like, it, you know, crossplay is kind of nice if people are playing on um, console and they, they want to play with their PC friends. Like, that's nice. I would have loved yeah. to have that back when I played uh, console uh, Overwatch because uh, I, I switched over to PC to play with my friends and then had to learn how to play mouse and keyboard, which was not very fun at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was the same as you. Like, I had a bunch of friends who are on console, but I was on PC um, but I wasn't as nice. I just stayed on PC and totally ignored my friends on console <laughs> and they did their own thing and I did mine. Um, and yeah, I think we're, like 
on Warzone, I just have crossplay enabled automatically mm. and it's fine. And I, I would be totally fine with Overwatch doing the same. It doesn't really bother me um, at all. I think the more the merrier crossplay wise. Um, although that, that frame rate issue seems a little bit sort of dubious. I think I would be a bit miffed if I was yeah. playing at a, a sort of 30 whilst everyone else kind of had, because it is an advantage uh, in my opinion. Um, having a higher frame rate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then um, like if you're in PC lobbies with people playing up to like, you know, 120 frames like and higher, like that's just that's just a crazy difference to 30. Yeah. Especially in, in like an, an FPS like this, right? Absolutely. It's gonna, you know, you're gonna you're playing at like four times the the pace and the smoothness yeah. of other people. Essentially. Um, so that's a bit dodgy. Although, I don't know, maybe that's the best they can do. The Switch isn't exactly a powerhouse, is it? So It's not. And I think the Switch has like the, the lowest amount of Overwatch players of any platform because it's Nintendo Switch. And I mean, Switches like notoriously don't have very good internet connections just in general. So it's sort of not the best game to play on Switch anyway, but that's not to say that you shouldn't play Overwatch on Switch. Like, if you like doing that, you should continue to do that. And it's a little bit sucky now that it's become almost unplayable now that crossplay is is out. I wouldn't say unplayable, that's maybe a bit too harsh, but it's become a bit sucky, I think, it's gonna for Switch be, players. Yeah, tricky to sort of compete uh, yeah. against yeah, PC and PS5. and I all think of it's, it's worth bearing in mind that this is still... Well, crossplay has been enabled completely across all the platforms. Uh, it is still technically a beta, so they are Blizzard are working on it and improving it and all that sort of thing. So, um, you know, further down the line, it might be improved. They might change things here and there to to kind of fix stuff up. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it goes and how the complaints and feedback uh, comes in for it. Yeah, um, yeah, crossplay, crossplay, good. Thumbs up to Blizzard for doing yeah. it. I think. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Definitely from my side. I mean, learning to play, play keyboard and mouse was painful. It's painful when, so Overwatch was my first game on PC, uh, which already a bad idea because it's very fast paced. Um, <laughs> but it was like, I was quite good at it on PlayStation and I knew my brain knew exactly what I had to be doing, but I couldn't make my hands do it. And that is one of the most frustrating feelings in the world. And I do not wish it upon my worst enemies. Have you sort of grown less detached from your from your body now as time yes. has gone on yes that's good i'm actually just a ghost sitting above my body at, <laughs> at all times uh i think i was the same though i think i was the same when i moved i can't remember when i moved over to pc i think it might have been during uni actually um and i i was quite similar i wanted to play like counter-strike or something um, and my god was it uh uh, a trial by fire <laughs> i was just awful aiming i had to like go through the the whole learning about my mouse settings and mouse mats all of that stuff um and i i quite sort of enjoyed enjoyed it though in a weird way i quite like yeah. looking up different mouse mats and learning about dpi settings and things <laughs> i think once you get past the initial frustration like then it's okay but also crossplay good because then people who play console and they want to play with their PC pals, they ain't got to do that. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. Because it's complicated and it's nice and simple now. Uh, next up, we have Battlefield 2042. Um, or not Battlefield 2042, more the announcement of Battlefield 2042, which made Battlefield 4's player count skyrocket because people were like, oh, wow, I want to play Battlefield. Uh, which, <laughs> you know, fair enough. Um, I I've certainly seen it within my friend groups. I, I'm in a big Discord server of people who I play like FPSs with, and uh, a lot of them played Battlefield kind of around the announcement because 
you know, you kind of, you want a taste of it. They just can't wait. They just can't wait. Um, which is fair enough. Because Battlefield 2042 looks good. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know if it's strange that people had sort of, it's almost like they'd forgotten it existed and now they're like, oh yeah, Battlefield 4, or, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go. Because um, well, this happened with, um, with Apex Legends when they released the most recent character, Valkyrie. Um, she's the daughter of a Titanfall 2 character. And so when they um, released her and they announced her and there was all that kind of going around, uh, Titanfall 2's player count went up by loads because people were suddenly reminded that, hey, that's a game. Yeah, it's I can't I can't think of a time when it's when it's happened to me. I'm sure if like say another Counter Strike were to come out, then I'd be like, oh well, I I'd like to go back to to global offensive and give that <laughs> another shot because I guess I've not forgotten about it. But I think I'd be motivated to kind of get into that weirdly into that kind of mindset if that kind of makes sense. So yeah. I don't know, maybe yeah, they're all kind of getting themselves in the zone for Battlefield 2042. At least that's what I would do. Yeah, I think um, so. I mean, it kind of, the Battlefield games are never hugely different um, sort of gunplay-wise in that. You know, like, you know, you find that in series of games, the, the gunplay and the way a game handles kind of tends to feel very similar. So I suppose maybe going back to the, then an older Battlefield would help you to sort of, you know, remind you how to actually play that game because you're like, okay, this is what, I can expect this is what I'm used to. Like if you've been playing playing with a Valorant or something, and that's got a very very specific style. I I would I would certainly like I kind of want to give Battlefield Four a go now that everyone yeah. else is on it. Because um, I guess when maybe when you see a new story like this as well, that loads of people are returning to it, more people will probably return to it off the back of that because they're thinking, oh well, you know this game. And not that it didn't have a community before, but certainly it's thriving again, and it would be yeah. cool to to sort of ride that wave whilst it's still still around. Yeah, it almost definitely. feels like a last hurrah before Battlefield twenty forty two. I don't know if sort of previous Battlefield games kind of vanish into sort of you know into thin air. Sort of at each new game comes out. Like I, I don't know how it all works. I don't know yeah. if there's like a dedicated community for Battlefield two players or whatever. <laughs> I'm sure there are, but um, it's sort of like a nice little celebration, I guess, b- before the, the the next one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you say little, but uh, I'm just looking at the the stats that uh, that Craig put on his, his news story. Um, and apparently um, Battlefield 4's player base a couple of weeks ago was around 1.5k players. Uh, and recently it's been peaking at about 12k so that is oh my god a lot of people um ea said that they increased server capacity for for the us us west region um so yeah that's a lot of people that's that's a big old celebration right there yeah that's a huge like increase that's that's absolutely ridiculous but very cool to see like what is essentially kind of an old battlefield game coming mm. coming back um before for the big one it'll be it look almost be a bit sad all that like as a counterpoint to see the mass exodus <laughs> oh, no yeah, yeah. Uh, once new one comes out uh and now we have a little bit of valorant this is this is for me uh <laughs> is for me um so the most recent update has added a new character uh he is a robot named ko and as always when a new character is put into valorant oh my god he's so overpowered um 
I've played a bunch of matches now and uh, against him and uh, one of the people I play with has unlocked him now. So we've been playing him a bunch. And yeah, basically he has the ability to suppress other characters' abilities, which means he is a counter to every character in the game. Brilliant. <laughs> which is good fun. Uh, he has really great little pop flashes um, that he can throw out. Uh, they're just like really quick little flashbangs. Um, and he's got like a grenade and he's got a really cool like cyber knife that he can throw at a wall and it will like pulsate out and anyone in its uh, like area of effect will, uh, on the enemy team, their abilities will be suppressed. They won't be able to use any of their, any of their special powers. Um, and also it reveals like where they are basically, which... I feel like that oh might God. need to be nerfed a little bit. Yeah, because it's a lot, right? So he sounds ridiculous. Yeah, he is actually ridiculous. Also, his ultimate, I'm not even gotten the best bit. So his ultimate ability, um, he when he activates it for like, I'm not sure how long it is, maybe like 15, 20 seconds, he pulsates out this suppressive um, like area of effect thing. So when he's walking around, if you're near him, you'll be um, suppressed. So you won't be able to use your abilities. Uh, he doesn't, you like get any info about where you are from that um but it does it's very annoying for you obviously because you can't really do much to counter mm. it um but also if you kill him while he's down while he's in that state he doesn't die he goes down and he can be rezzed by any teammate um what? yeah and he when he's also in that down state he has like 900 health or something like that so you can't even just like thirst to shoot him and just get rid of him because yeah he's just a beefy beefy boy just like uh, a tank literally literally just a tank also i found it quite annoying playing with him when that happens because if your teammate ko goes down he just kind of and this isn't a fault of the person playing him i think ko just makes lots of noise like just complaining that he's been downed and he needs someone to res. So you're like, so I'm every time I play with him, I'm panicking because I'm like, oh God, KO needs me to res him, but he's definitely in front of some enemies. And then without fail, every time I've tried to res him and then died immediately. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's like, he's making me panic. So he's, he's a detriment to his own team and to the enemy team. He, um, it, he sounds like he's got literally everything you'd want in a character. Oh yeah. Like a, like yeah. a flashbang is just brilliant like utility you, you got a frag yep. um it sounds just like a, a walking like menace who just stops people from using their abilities as yeah. well that's just that's just like mind-blowing to me um, he, he is great he's got such a cool design like he is when i say beefy robot like he is he's just like he looks stacked i don't sure what the point in building a robot that looks like he's got massive muscles is but you know <laughs> it looks cool uh <laughs> He just yeah, he's just been working out a lot. Clearly, and now he's just yeah. joined joined the agents to show off his rippling metal <laughs> muscles. I guess exactly. Um, um, but he's very it, cool. I'm, it's kind of whenever this happens with these sorts of games, and a new character gets put in, it's always like, oh god, it's overpowered. But it's only because you don't really know how to fight against it. Um, but with this one, it does feel a little bit like he is overpowered because. It's not that nobody knows how to fight against it. It's that you physically can't fight against him when he suppresses you. <laughs> like you, You're just done. Yeah, uh, what is the counterplay there? <laughs> so, yeah. His, his abilities are fairly easy to dodge. Um, like, as long as you can kind of see where he's coming from or you kind of make sure you see stuff land, you can kind of jump out of it. But, yeah, he's, he's going to take a little bit, I think. Going to take a bit to get used to. I think typically when new agents and characters get put into games like this, the devs make them stronger than they should be 
just so that they're not too weak. I think it's yeah. more a case of release something strong, then tweak it back, than release something that's a bit shit. Um, so yeah, he might get tweaked, but very, very early on, so too soon to say. Been fun though. Yeah, sounds a little bit like the ultimate. Kind of just needs a bit of a a bit of a toning down because I, f- yeah. I feel like the other things, like you said, could kind of you can kind of dodge them or play around them a little bit but the yeah. fact that you literally cannot do a thing to him apart from I guess shoot shoot yeah it turns a game into CSGO basically yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and is this radius like quite large as it's well it's massive when he's ulting <laughs> it's huge so it covers I think most of an entire site like where you would plant the bomb um if not so the entire thing yeah so you could just stride in and not even contribute anything you could just stand behind a wall I guess oh yeah and Absolutely. just be like, well, I'm helping, guys. And the thing uh, is, is that goes through walls as well. So here's a bit, it goes, so it just pulsates. There's like, it doesn't stop at a wall. So if you're hiding, like, I don't know, a good few meters away from him, you're just suppressed and you're like, okay, but I'm nowhere near you, dude. Come on now. <laughs> I wonder if they'll just sort of lower the radius or maybe the time it's up or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think just- the radius definitely needs to be to be taken back a little bit. It's just it just covers too much area right now for it to be fair, I think, for everyone. Yeah. It's quite interesting how they've added a character that it sort of makes it feel like more like CSGO. That's sort of an interesting thing. Yeah. So I, and I assume that's deliberate. I, I think maybe, yeah. And this whole season actually has almost, I feel, been made to feel a bit more like CSGO because they've done um as well as the addition of KO, Riot have done massive balance tweaks to the guns and how much they cost and abilities and how much they cost on that as well. So characters like uh, Breach and Sky, who both also have flashbang abilities, um, they used to have three, they both now only have two, uh, and they're more expensive. So and a lot of agents' abilities have gone like that as well. They've they've made those more expensive, whereas guns have been sort of cheapened a little bit, which, I don't know, I, I don't know that I love that direction because... One of the drawing points to me with Valorant is the abilities that it's different. Like I don't really, I don't love CSGO and that kind of thing because I find yeah. it a little bit boring. Um, so obviously like it's not a drastic, drastic change. It's, it, you know, people are still using abilities in Valorant, but it's going in a direction that I would hope it doesn't go much further in, you know? Yeah, I guess they're trying to make it so that they're super valuable maybe and not sort of spammy. But sure. That's... Yeah, like you say, you don't want it to go too hard in that direction because then it is essentially just CSGO. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sort of into it because I, I like CSGO. <laughs> That's fair. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain about this too much. You gotta come um, on. You gotta come on and uh, give KO a go. Yeah, I I actually do. Because um, at least if I can't shoot, then I can just stand next to a box and crouch and contribute to uh, a plant by popping my ultimate basically yeah um and then even if you go down it's fine because you just bait for the enemy team while everybody yeah. else kind of gets their shit together yeah no, i'm essentially like, just like a rock which you have to shoot like a yeah. load like 900 hp is like so much hp as it's well a lot. yeah it's a lot in valorant yeah like uh, well yeah i i should probably hop on i should give ko a go also i like the name ko as well i like that it's a play on like ko like knockout i assume yeah. i think i'm getting think that so. right i think it um, is because it's spelled it's all caps and it's k-a-y slash o so i think i think that's what it is unless yeah. it stands for something but 
Yeah, so, I, don't I, I don't know. Yeah, but there I, was I like a it. theory going around that he was this is to, to get into the law. He was uh, built by Killjoy. I think. Oh. I think there's. I'm not sure if this is true because I think Killjoy built like all of the roboty things because she uses turrets and that. That's like that's her thing. Uh, and I think he's supposed to be her dad or something because her like what? dad died in a war. Oh I said, look, we'll say again. I say this every time. We'll save it for another episode. But because he's wearing like dog tags with a bullet hole in them, right? So right, I think okay. I think. It's supposed okay. to be like a, a robot incarnation of her dad, but doesn't make total sense because Killjoy is German and Ko definitely has an American accent. So I'm not, hmm. you know, not yes. too sure about that one. Sounds a bit dubious, but <laughs> I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of into it. Like just this, this sort of zombie dad who's just absolutely <laughs> ripped as well. Yeah. It's like you know, ripped zombie dad. But we can go to get into that another time, though, because I'm intrigued. We can. I'll, I'll, I'll do some digging, and I'll, I'll save that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it back. Uh, sort of continuing on the the train of characters. Uh, however, we have a little bit more information about Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, so Rainbow Six Extraction is the upcoming PVE kind of spinoff of Rainbow Six Siege, which is Ubisoft's like tactical shooter. Um, and I had a, uh, an email interview with the, um, I think it was the game director of Extraction, uh, who told me a little bit, just a little bit more detail about bits and pieces. And, um, cause I was curious when we saw loads of gameplay of this game over E3, uh, that the, you have to go into these missions basically, and they can be quite difficult, like you're fighting against aliens and that. Mm. Uh, and if you die, you lose an operator, um, and you have to go back in. And rescue them uh, into yeah. another mission, but then obviously if you die in that, you lose that operator as well. And I, I was curious at how far that went because there's <laughs> obviously only so many operators or agents, whatever they're called in this game, that you can have. Um, and uh, he, I was told that there is a fail-safe system. So basically, uh, yeah, you will always have at least three operators. I think uh, on standby. I think there are okay. three that you can't actually lose, uh, which was interesting to find out because you know I had assumed the game would just close and uninstall on me okay yeah i'm 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 sort of into that it's not going to be horrendously punishing then from yeah. the sounds of things yeah there are different difficulty modes um or i say modes <clears throat> so there's um when you go into each mission which are called incursions there's different sub zones that you have to go through um, so once you get to the end of each one, like the next one is more challenging than the last, but you can leave once you get to the end of one. So you, know, you don't have to risk, risk it all if you're low on like, um, supplies oh, or whatever. Okay. So you can just leave and, and sort of, uh, get rewards for what you have done. Um, so but then there's also like checkpoints. Sorry. Yeah. So I think so. Um, I think I, I'm not entirely sure, uh, because they didn't, they haven't revealed too much. I said a little bit hushed on it, Yeah. Um, but it sounded like there were checkpoints, um, uh, if ah, not, I think you might just have to go back in and do it again. But I suppose then you would know kind of what you're doing in that subzone, so it would make it easier then to get to the to the future ones. So, yeah. But then there's also they have threat levels as well. So like as you progress in the game, you can like make it harder for yourself basically by doing higher threat levels uh, and then going into to doing these subzones and that again. So it sounds really good. I'm really looking forward to it. Like I just I love a bit of PVE. I love shooting zombies or aliens, evil creatures. Yeah, it sounds like it's kind of, uh, even though we haven't heard like loads and loads about it from what you're saying, it's it feels like they thought a lot through here 
um, yeah, sort of ways to make it not absolutely horrendous for people, sort of challenging but not brutal. Um, but but you can make it clearly if you, if you want it to be more challenging, you can make it more challenging for yourself. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I love these sort of PV stuff with like replayability, lots of like unlocks yes. and things for for getting uh, further into these um, into these missions and taking on more difficult ones. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see how each of these operators from Siege sort of work. Uh, work together in in extraction as well sort of yeah. the ways that sort of players like me and you or even like really good players uh, <laughs> will, will use them um so yeah not saying that you're not a good player i was gonna say speak for yourself no i'm not i don't know how to play siege it's uh, fine, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, i've bounced off siege multiple times because i just i can't do it i don't know what it is you can't do it but i think versus uh, uh, the computer and not actual players, I think I'll fare a lot better. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm the same. You have to see just too, it's too difficult for me. <laughs> I, I really like how intense it is. I think that the whole premise is actually really, really interesting. Yeah. I just, uh, the the maps are just so complex. There's so, there's so many different floors and stairs and windows everywhere and I just can't, I can't do it's it. It's too, too much. much it's too much. It's too much. Um, yeah. And um, so we don't actually know which um, operators. There's like a handful of them they revealed on their website um, of which operators would be in Extraction because they're only, they're not bringing over all of the ones from Siege. Um, yeah. But they have also said that they don't plan on making any new ones uh, for Extraction either, which I don't know how I feel about that. Like it would have been cool maybe to see some operators made specifically for that game. But at the same yeah. time, I do appreciate that it's, it's kind of expanding on Siege's world. So it's kind of nice to see those same old operators doing something new. So I don't know. How do you, what do you, what do you reckon on that one? Yeah, I think I, you've just said that and I react, I'm surprised by that. Um, I thought it would have been quite nice to have um, an extraction only operator or something. Someone sort of built just purely for like zombie killing Mm. um, would have been, would have been quite cool. Although I guess, like you say, they release new operators in Siege and then you kind of get to see the extraction sort of uh, mode for them. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I think it is a bit of a shame that there's nothing sort of exclusive to extraction. You sort of think, well, it would have been a bit of a selling point, I think, for for the game if they Mm. had um, unique and totally different sort of operators because maybe then... Um, they could have had their abilities could have been potentially sort of more creative or sort of very very specific to zombie killing as opposed yeah. to kind of t- sort of taken from siege and kind of having to work around some limitations I guess. Um, but you know they they can they they'll probably pull it off just fine I think. Yeah, I think so. It's early days anyway. I think uh, there's been a few interviews kind of floating around on the internet about extraction so far. And it's the same same as what I had in mind. I don't think that they're revealing too much yet, short of what was shown um, at E3. So just have to wait wait and find out. They might, I expect they will have some more new exciting things up their sleeve. But yeah, be, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, however, something we do not have to wait and see on is Apex Legends. Because that event... 
the newest event for Apex Legends is out this week. Uh, they have brought back the original Kings Canyon and World's Edge maps, which is great because they both have like old stuff on them that I've not seen in so long in Apex because they chop and change the maps like so frequently now. Um, and it's really interesting to go back and explore the kind of old stuff that was in the game when it first came out. Um, especially for me, World's Edge, because I love the train. And I think it is just, <laughs> I think it's a wonderful piece of set design in a game. It's just a moving train, just going all around the map. Uh, and without fail, uh, me and my friends always try to land on it. And admittedly, the first couple of times we tried this week, we just booped ourselves off of it or fell short of it because, oh, that's a moving train. And I definitely forgot how hard it was to land on that. Uh, <laughs> So is this is this like a limited time event? This is going to just hang around for a little bit and then they're just going to yeah. dip out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is the uh, the Genesis collection event. Um, so it kicked off this week and is on until July 13th. Um, collection events just generally are for, they do like new game modes and stuff uh, and also just re- release a bunch of themed cosmetic items. Um, although this time around, I'm actually not sure what the theme is. I think maybe it's like the the legends pasts because i think gibraltar is wearing like a uh, like a it's like a save i was gonna say a lifesaver it looks like a like a search and rescue person that's what i'm trying to get for a lifesaver what am i on about uh (laughs) that's a sweet um and then bangalore is dressed like an imc soldier which is what she that's like her background from like people recognize from titanfall and that um so i think that's the theme Ah, okay, because I thought she was dressed as like an astronaut. She does look like an astronaut, which Um, I mean, basically a space military astronaut, I think is what they are. So uh, not not far from the truth. That makes sense. Um, Um, But yeah, the kind of the main event with that, so like the cosmetics is nice and all that, but the main event for this time is the maps. And um, in particular, I think one people are excited for is Skulltown, which was an old like drop point on King's Canyon that people just loved. Uh, it was the tilted towers of Apex Legends back <laughs> in the day. Um, and they've also brought that back and put it into arenas mode as well. So there's, you can play Skulltown um, on the new 3v3, like team-based oh, mode. That's cool. Which is cool. Yeah, really good stuff. Do you reckon the devs are a bit worried that people are actually just going to really, really like these old maps and not uh, like the new maps they're not going to like as much as the old ones and then you know they're going to get people asking them to bring them back constantly (laughs) well i mean i don't know because it's nice exploring these old maps because i was like for the nostalgic kind of reasons but at the same time i found that playing a couple matches on them they're actually not as fun to play on as the new matches the new maps are um because there's more there's so much more in the new maps like these are these are great and it just kind of shows that initial design that they had for them and you can kind of get a sense of the the initial ideas they had of what they were going to do because there's a lot of areas that are quite flat that in later seasons they've updated to put like a massive hidden lab under the ground or something like that and so you can kind of be like oh right that's where this is when you're going around but I think in doing that you kind of notice how yeah much less there is in the map um, particularly with Kings Canyon, I think it's a lot flatter. There's a lot kind of more, I don't want to say basic stuff in there, but mm. it's just like a lot of buildings and, and all that kind of thing. Whereas in the, the newest version of Kings Canyon, there's like a crashed bloody 
like ship there, um, <laughs> which you could, which has got loads of like vertical um, sort of stuff up it. You can you can climb up and have sort of more more height to your firefights and that. And then, like I said, there's the underground lab, which you go through like a portal to get through. And there's just so much more in it now. So it's been nice exploring the old maps. But yeah, there's just, I think there's more to do in the newer ones, which has made me appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah, it's cool how it's kind of, it's almost like the devs going, here's what we had previously. But remember, our new stuff is like so much better now, guys. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of cool to see how far it's come, I think, which is nice because I've I've really enjoyed Apex since it came out. And yeah, I think I just didn't realize just how much stuff has changed like you know there used to just be one fairly flat map now there are three maps that have all seen loads of changes themselves and there's just a lot more going on yeah i think that's what makes apex so good uh, in comparison to a lot of the battle royales is there's just a lot of variety with all those different maps yeah um whereas a lot of the others uh well there's only like one on on Warzone. well there's two technically but one of them's you know a very small one and isn't really uh, a big thing. Um, but no, very cool. I think this is, um, it's like a cool idea. And I still wonder actually in the future if they'll, you know, the the map, the, the current maps will be brought back as old ones and you'll think the same thing again in future maybe. Yeah, that's a very good um, point. You know, what's uh, dense now, maybe bare bones in the future. It'll be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what they do in the future anyway, because they, they always have good 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 map design and, and good reasons for it as well. I like I like the lore. I like the tell me why that crashed onto this map, please. <laughs> I'd like to know. Why the, the, is this big lava pit here? And they're always gonna be just extremely dark. Yeah. Every horrible time horrible reasons. Every single time. Um, which again we'll probably get into in a future we will. in a future episode and <laughs> it'll it'll make me weep. Uh, right. Last but not least on the, the news thing, I'm bringing a surprise one that I oh. we didn't put on our news list. Yeah, because I've, I've remembered a surprise one, Ed. Um, we had some news just last week about Halo Infinite's battle passes. Um, so Halo Infinite coming out later this year. Uh, the battle passes in it will be um, permanent, so you never miss out on them. So like the multiplayer is going to be free to play, uh, as we know, uh, which is amazing because... That will make so many people like me who have not bothered with Halo before actually bother with Halo. Um, but also if you buy a battle pass, uh, you will never not have enough time to complete it. Um, so battle passes will just roll on to the next one. So like you can get really behind on it, um, but you will never waste your money. Basically, if you buy one, you will always be able to unlock everything in it, um, which I think is amazing. Like that's great. The amount of times I've been put off of buying battle passes and stuff because I'm like, well, I don't have time to grind out all that XP, blah, blah, blah. Like, it makes it so much less grindy. Like, what a nice consumer, like, focused thing that is. Yeah, that is absolutely excellent news. Um, Like, literally, this season of Warzone, I bought the Battle Pass, and it was like an immediate regret, because I just knew that I, like, I'm never going to max this thing out. Yeah. Like, I'm only on, like, level 20, and I don't know how many weeks are left, but I just don't have time. Uh, And you're basically paying money for like five cosmetics and you're missing out on like another 95 forever. Yeah. Um, so I think this is, it's really cool. It's like very, uh, for the players. Uh, it is. Yeah. Which is, which is nice. Um, and definitely makes me want to, to get into Halo Infinite. Um, I, I like, I, I think more games should adopt this, honestly. Um, it sort of makes you sort of wonder why other, 
or, or whether other games will follow suit because I feel like they should do. Um, I would love it if they did. I, I think, unfortunately, it's, I think that's the tactic with battle passes, right? Is like, you know, make people feel like they need to grind them out so that they will like finish yeah. off that one and then buy the next one, you know? I, so I don't, for, for horribly cynical reasons, I don't see a lot <laughs> of games taking that on, but I love that Halo is doing it because that makes me more likely to buy that battle pass because I know that, you know, if it if I run out of time to do that, I haven't really run out of time. I can just go back and I think you just select which battle pass you want to level up. Um, I think is the the idea with it. So you if you if you miss season one you, and it rolls onto season two, you just go back and select season one and finish off that one first. Like, which is brilliant. Like you know, I bought a battle pass in Valorant for the first time last season because I don't really have any gun skins and gun skins in Valorant cost a small fortune. So I thought, you know what, £10 for the battle pass and I'll get a handful of gun skins. That'll do. You know, I'll, I'll like that. I play this game enough to justify it. Um, and I ended up grinding out for like a, the last week because I just didn't play enough. I didn't do enough daily missions or weekly missions to get enough XP. And I had to grind it out to get like my money's worth from my, like there was a knife skin that I really wanted. And I was like, <laughs> but this is the only reason I've got this battle pass basically, like for that specifically. So uh, and that sucked. So if I'd known that I could have just gone back and finished that little tiny bit off, that would have been great. Yeah, they kind of become almost like a subscription service to like an yeah. MMO. They're sort of like a job. It you is like a job. just tune in each day to sort of grind it out. And it, it may, almost sometimes makes the game not fun if you're just, just yeah. playing to, to reach a certain reward. Um, and also think actually, I guess an argument against battle passes being permanent and infinite would be that um these cosmetics kind of lose their like exclusivity kind of thing yeah i um, get that but I, I i just don't really get that i don't see like when i'm in warzone or something and i see players running around of a cosmetic from a battle pass a couple of seasons ago that i recognize and i don't have I don't think, whoa, you're like so cool and I wish I had that. I just think, oh, I wish I could earn that now. Yeah. Um, and it sucks that I can't. Um, so, yeah, I think honestly, it's just all positives from this. I can't think of a negative thing. Um, so thank you, Microsoft. Yeah, people. thank you. Thank you, 343. Thank, thank you, Master Chief. Thank you, Master Chief. Thank you for John. blessing us with good battle passes on this day. <laughs> I can't remember what his name is. It's like John or something, isn't John it? John Halo. John Halo. Thank you, John. So, on to our theme this week. Uh, this is the bit where we focus on a topic and have a good old discussion about it. Uh, this week, we're diving into our favourite characters or agents or operators from our favourite FPS games. Um, so, Imogen, do you have... Anyone in particular uh, that you consider your your fave? So, ooh, okay, yeah, it does vary between game, obviously. Um, I kind of like I'll, I'll go with Overwatch though because that's that's kind of my jam. I think I played that the most, uh, and I think that my favorite character at the moment is Roadhog. I'm, I'm oh. a big yeah, right. I see. I'm a big tank pain in in Overwatch. Uh, and I like to play the really aggressive tanks. So I play <laughs> like Roadhog, Diva, uh, occasionally a bit of Ryan charging only. Uh, God, these yeah. are all so aggressive. If it's I God. No, I, I could, I do play the defensive ones sometimes. I just like to, I feel like in Overwatch, a lot of the time, 
when you are, especially in role queue and you can't really choose who your, your DPS characters are going to be. You, you don't know who they are. Uh, and sometimes you've got to pick up the slack, you know, I feel like the tank's <laughs> job in Overwatch is to pick up the slack on either side, right? So if your healers aren't healing enough, you, you pick Roadhog because you can heal uploads. Uh, if your, your DPS aren't doing enough damage, you also pick Roadhog because he does loads of damage. Uh, <laughs> Are you just like one of those terror characters who yeah. like I who just they're off doing their own thing and I'm just there in the background like Roadhog, where are you? Please rejoin <laughs> no, the team. I promise I am not that bad. I'm always with the team. Whenever I play Diva, I always stick with the team. Like if I see someone else get hooked by Roadhog, I'll spin round and I'll defense matrix them and make sure that they don't die. But also, if I see a Farah in the sky, you bet I'm charging at her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, sure. I think I believe you. I I, do, I, I like Roadhog as well. He's great. Fair. I think the the whole hook um, mechanic, if it's like as they say, is is so satisfying when you it land is. it. Like it's, I, I don't think there's actually anything more satisfying in video games than than sort of seeing a mercy in the sky or something and just like landing that perfect shot hell yeah and and then just like seeing them fly in and you just like <laughs> just shot a gun to the face it's kind of brutal actually if you if you got the combo down the old shotgun melee like instant combo oh yes yeah the little melee combo as well yeah because yeah, you sort of feel like ever so slightly pro after you do it oh yeah i go through periods with roadhog but I have like really good hook accuracy as well. And oh, you just feel so powerful. You're just like, oh, a little squishy person over there. I'm going to kill you once I <laughs> Like, oh, it just feels so good. I remember like back in the day, Roadhog's um, hook was like a really big talking point, wasn't yeah. it? Because it would kind of go, it would sort of kind of clip around corners and it stuff. It used to be so bullshit. And it was like kind of ridiculous. Like he'd literally be like around a corner, maybe just camping and you just have this roadhog hook just like curl around and yep. grab you. And you'd be like, how, how is this happening to me? Um, but I you think they've kind of... around a corner and it would still snap onto you and just pull yeah. you like through the wall, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they've kind of sort of fixed that now to oh, a lot better um which is again almost a bit of a shame you wonder if like we were talking about the apex legends event where they bring back they brought back the old maps you sort of wonder if <laughs> they just bring back the old roadhog hook it's only limited time event where it's just outrageously broken oh yeah i feel like we say this a lot like or at least i say it a lot but i would love for overwatch to go back to uh, like do a patch where it reverts everything back to like how it was when the game first came out because it would just be chaos. It would just be mad to see all these characters doing weird shit that you're just not used to, like Symmetra and her ultimate, where well, it was like teleporters and she could, she only had, she had like six turrets she could throw out. Yeah, it was and a like, lot. Yeah, it's just, everything would be so different. I think Bastion in like one of the early patches had a shield as well yes like, <laughs> yeah I remember, oh my god yeah that's a long time ago yeah, yeah. That's, but just, I, want, I want an early patch i want to bring back all of that absolute bullshit <laughs> um i i think like my favorite character I, i'll stick with overwatch because that's just what springs to mind when i think it's a lot of, of good characters to be fair yeah they are all just absolutely excellent i think i'll go with zarya nice um Mainly because it's like a similar thing with the Roadhog hook. It's like a very satisfying thing to to bubble um, an ally. 
mm. and then watch like your ultimate number tick up as they take damage. Um, there's just something really cool about that whole thing of like you're shielding a teammate and you're getting something uh, in return for that. It's not yeah. just like a bubble that breaks and you get nothing. It's like you're making yourself stronger off helping your teammates. Um, and I love that. And I, I loved kind of using her ultimate and you just have this ridiculous like laser beam thing that would just <laughs> totally just shred people. Um, and, oh no, it wasn't a laser beam, was it? It would like, at max charge, you have like your your basic attack turns into like a really powerful laser beam. But then your ultimate is like a... a, it's a it pulls people in. It's um, like a big black hole. Like that's it's, it's it, Graviton, yeah. Gravitron surge, I think it's called. Yeah. And that thing is is crazy. You can just chuck it into a team. They'll all kind of get sucked in and then... Beam them down. Yeah, you can beam them down, you can sort of bomb them and then you can have all your other allies just kind of jump in and lay waste them. Um, which sort of leads me into uh, Winston as well. I think I've mentioned these two before in a previous episode, but yeah, Winston is excellent paired with Zarya because you can kind of put a shield on him and he can just jump in. His whole thing is kind of leaping into into fights and, and shocking people. Uh, and I think. I, I'm also fairly aggressive, maybe not as aggressive as you imagine, clearly. <laughs> um, but he, whenever I sort of had an evening where I was like, I, I'm, just, I'm just angry and I need to stress bust and I'm just going to do my own thing. <laughs> I, just, I just press shift as Winston. I just fly in <laughs> and I just, you don't even have to aim. You literally just hold like left click near, vaguely near someone and they just get electrocuted, like kind of slowly as well. It's like kind of this sort of slightly horrible death. Um, for whoever you're just like vaguely next to. It's this like big monkey just stands there. He's great. We <laughs> love monkey. Um, so yeah, Winston's great. Um, and one one final shout out goes to McCree as well. I think you were saying you liked McCree. I did. Yeah, I played a lot of McCree uh, back on my console days. Yeah, just like maybe not less for his abilities. Like I quite liked his role and he, he's got this flashbang thing, but I, I just really love sort of having to be precise with his revolver and if you land those headshots it would make that really satisfying like dink noise yeah um and it was almost like aim training for me i just really liked <laughs> i really liked that aspect about him it was quite sort of a pure character see now i played a lot of mccree for none of those reasons i just really liked mccree i just liked playing <laughs> the cowboy and i got really good at him on console and then when i had to switch over to pc it was very sad because i didn't know how to aim so that's when i became a tank main i think that's when i became a diva main and started charging at people <laughs> so you sort of stopped role playing as like a cowboy yeah. <laughs> we're like right time to just become to an aggressive <laughs> yeah time to just yeah get in my mech or turn into this like sort of hook throwing yep. shotgun wielding terror mm-hmm. um, that's it yeah. although I just realised Ed that if when Overwatch 2 comes out we won't be we're both clearly tank mains we won't be able to play tanks together we're going to sort of clash two, we are because they're taking out a tank from the roll queue it's going to be 5v5 and they're ditching a tank oh so god gonna, yeah we can't play we're not going to be able to play tanks together Ed I think sad. you're clearly you're going to sort of have to play the tank and then I'll I'll <laughs> Maybe I'll have to play the support so I can just, I'll play like Mercy or something. And I can kind of just me. fly, yeah, just like, <laughs> as you fly off, I can then fly with you and just keep you sort of topped up. Nice. Maybe that's the way we have to play in Deal. future. 
<laughs> or just like support you in your aggression. Perfect. Nothing, nothing but damage boosts. I don't want heals. I just want pure, <laughs> pure damage boosts. And we will just, out damage the DPS. Let's go. You'll just scream at me if like <laughs> I'm healing you. Um, so on to the names bit. Uh, this is a segment where one of us presents three names from a shooter we've been playing recently that made us laugh or think, who even are they? So last week I went. Uh, so now it's Imogen's turn to surprise me with three probably ridiculous names. So, <laughs> we'll, so what have we got? Okay, so I've got I've got three lovely names for you today. I've got one which was uh, on their own and I've got two which are, well, they're a twofer. So this was a duo stack that we came across, but I'll do the... I'll do the, the person's on their own first. So the first one I have for you, Ed, is Goblin Lord. And this is all caps. Okay. Goblin Lord. <laughs> there is a space in the middle. Okay, uh, that's interesting. And I just my immediate thoughts upon seeing it were like, this has the sort of power of an actual goblin lord. Like, <laughs> if you're just going to have like a silly game and a be goblin lord, that would be lowercase, right? Like, the, the actual goblin lord has put on his caps lock and he has typed goblin lord specifically <laughs> into uh, the Valorant uh, name box. God, yeah, I, 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 I agree, I think. Like, I can sort of imagine this like big, well, not big, I guess like, you know, a, a goblin king, like a green little goblin with a crown on and his like cape and he's just sat down for a game of Valorant and yep. he's surrounded by his like goblin minions and he's just gone right I need a name and then, <laughs> but then he like asks his goblin friends but then ignores them whilst he just like smashes Gapsock on and then just types in goblin goblin King. lord <laughs> yeah goblin lord um, it was was goblin I sort of sense that goblin lord's quite an aggressive player like yourself um, well, yeah, you'd think that, right? But as seems to be a theme with the Valorant names I tend to bring up in these podcasts, this was a Sage player, which is the healer. What? Every <laughs> single time. It's <laughs> always the Sage players, man. I don't know what to tell you. They got some Why? wild names or just some wild people like to play them. Like maybe this person was just trying to summon a Goblin Lord because I also think that maybe if you're going into something and your name is all caps, Goblin Lord, like... You're trying to, it's like, notice me, senpai, you know? Like, yeah. Goblin Lord, here I am. Yeah, the sort of part of I will of heal like... you, Goblin Lord. <laughs> the sort of part of like a, an, an RP group or something. <laughs> and there's like a, a leader of their, their group, or like a celebrity in their, in their circle that's called, you know, Goblin Lord, and they want them to notice them, maybe. Oh, maybe they were part of an RP group. Maybe they were just playing solo, but normally they play with their friends that are like goblin lady and goblin child, <laughs> goblin soldier. It's like a little goblin, goblin village or something. Or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, like their clan is like goblin village. Yeah. And um, they're actually all quite nice, maybe. Maybe this is quite a, like a nice goblin lord. Yeah, they're dedicated um, healers. Yeah, maybe we're being sort of quite uh, quite rude about goblins and in, in you know this goblin lord is actually trying to sort of um reach out to us humans um and trying to connect with us through valorant and sort of to promote their their group as being actually just quite nice uh goblins are nice and we humans are wrong about them yeah well and if that is the case i'm sorry goblin lord uh, and i think your name is just wonderful <laughs> yeah. just wonderful indeed <laughs> 
Um, so my next two names, uh, as I said, they, these were a duo, duo Ooh, stack. Um, okay. So we have Angel on Fire and Devil <laughs> on Crack. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Which are two vastly different. I mean, like similar vibe, but. Yeah, that's a, a bit different. Turn. Yeah. Um, wow. And okay. they were both playing duelists, I think. I'm pretty sure Angel was playing Jet, which is the 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 duelist who um uh she can like jump into the air and, and dash and stuff. Uh and I believe Devlon Crack was playing Rainer, who is the duelist who can <laughs> like heal off of people. So kind of kind of like accurate. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Angel on Fire is like quite just not normal, but it's normal in this context. Um, yeah, Devil, Devil on Crack. I, I, you would have thought it would have been like Devil on Ice, right? But yeah, but no, <laughs> that would have been the the real matching one. Do you reckon they're a real life couple or something? And there, Maybe. you know, um, yeah, I'm just like stunned by Devil, Devil on Crack. <laughs> I can sort of imagine my eyes sort of scanning down the leaderboard and seeing Angel of Fire and sort of nodding and sort of smiling to myself and then just sort of seeing Devil on crack and just sort of like mouth wide open, not really knowing what to do. Yeah. Um, Maybe they are a couple. Maybe like, you know, it is actually a devil and a, an angel couple and, and the devil's being all edgy like, haha, I'm dating a a, a devil so I'm, I'm an angel on fire because I'm dating someone evil and the devil's like oh my god I'm dating someone so good so I'm just fucking on crack like <laughs> <laughs> I sort of imagine that that, like, devil on crack being quite er- erratic uh, as a as a player and potentially a person as well sort of quite wild mm. uh, in their pastimes and play style um, so yeah w- were they were they a sage? They oh. weren't. No, so neither of those. No. So that was yeah. So that was oh, a Raina. Yeah, yeah Raina was the devil, said. and Jet was the angel. I love that I've kind of, I've just forgotten that fact, <laughs> and I'm already thinking That's no, fine. one of them must have been a sage. I mean, consistently they have been sages, but maybe next time, maybe next time I'll have more sages. Uh, but I, I do wonder again, like maybe these guys have a five stack that they play with. Maybe they play with more angels and devils. Maybe there's maybe there is like a demon on ice somewhere. Or, or uh, what's another thing for like an angel? I don't know. Oh God! I don't know yeah. enough like, I don't know. My, my, my mind went to like a Pegasus, but I don't. There you go. <laughs> I think Pegasus that's, yeah. on land because Peg- they should be land. flying. Yes, that's um. They, yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's like how naughty of the Pegasus to be uh, not flying. Um, God. Well, I I I'd like to I like to join their clan, sort of to see their inner workings mm. um, and maybe create a character called Pegasus uh, on land because I think that's <laughs> actually an excellent name. And if I encounter one in Valorant, I'll know immediately that it's you. Yes. <laughs> so. Yep. I'm going to change my name. Done. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Ultimate Audio Bang. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, then be sure to subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. There are also a number of other ways you can support the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, RPS is at Rock Paper Shot. I'm at From Edward, and Imogen is at Immy Beck. And if you want to chat to some lovely people, you can go join the RPS Discord. That's at discord.gg slash Rock Paper Shotgun. 
And if you want to get yourself some very nice clothes in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies, you can head on over to our official Teespring store to see what threads we're selling and whether you'd like to purchase any. Uh, and for all your PC gaming needs, um, go to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it from the both of us. Uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.